It's Janie Foote. Today I've been at the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists at their International Women's Day on Friday the 3rd of March. It's been a very interesting day with nearly 300 participants hearing about abortion care, our responsibility. There were a number of speakers and I've got with me now two of them. I have Dr Tracy Masters, the Faculty Vice President and Homerton Hospital and Dr Patricia Law, Medical Director at BPAS. I'm going to just ask them to say a little bit about what they talked about and what they found particularly um, exciting or inspiring about today's events. Um, I'll start with Tracy, who talked about training and working in abortion care. Thanks, Jenny. What was lovely about today was that it was a very mixed and very diverse audience. Um, as I was talking at the end of the meeting, somebody said to me that we were that they were sat on a table with a group of people who'd not been to any event like this before and actually it was really um they felt really excited about being amongst people that were excited about providing abortion care i talked about training issues and workforce um, the importance of building a sustainable workforce the fact that we do have a bit of a crisis around the small and falling number of um, surgeons who are able to do late surgical abortion but i also wanted to bring into my Uh, discussion the need to inspire our generations coming through and talked about what's available for uh, specialist trainees in obstetrics and gynaecology and really that they are the future of the the workforce. Um, Moving on to Patricia Law who spoke on recent um, technical advances in abortion care. Patricia. So I would echo what Tracy said about what was great about the day to see a very diverse audience but also a a big audience interested in exploring the various aspects around abortion care, including many of the problems that we face in this country with sustainable workforce, ways of delivering abortion care, etc. And, you know, I feel very grateful, actually, to have been able to be a part of what, you know, we heard, particularly in the closing statements, is an absolutely historic meeting You know, how many decades did it take before the RCOG put on a meeting of such importance? Um, So it was fantastic to be part of it. I spoke on technical advances in abortion care. I focused really on first trimester medical and surgical abortion. And the first part of my talk was about what's happening in early medical abortion care, so medical abortion with mifepristone and misoprostol, and research that's been done recently looking at different ways of expanding access to particularly two-pill regimens that can be used outside of a clinical setting, and ways of demedicalizing the medical abortion process through, for example, self-assessment with a checklist and a urine pregnancy test to determine if the treatment's been successful. And then for surgical abortion, I really wanted to talk about actually what is no longer a, a new recommendation, but I think still in in many ways needs to be realized, which is the idea that we should be moving away from general anesthesia for early surgical abortions and be looking at different ways of delivering surgical abortions in the first trimester without resort to general anesthesia and the sorts of approaches we might take to providing those services safely and effectively uh, without having to put women to sleep. Thank you for that summary. Trace, I just want to ask you, there was a very uh, wide programme with some exciting speakers. Were there any particular areas that you found particularly new and exciting and novel? 
as you say, quite diverse as well. Edna Asbury Ward spoke very eloquently, I think, about the effects of abortion on women's emotional um, health and well-being. So that was a good presentation. But on a very, very practical basis, I was very heartened to hear from Nigel Aitchison from NHS England and to get some information about the RCAG task force and the plans to develop both the workforce to address the crisis, as I've mentioned earlier, in the the low numbers of people able to provide late surgical abortions, but also to identify and work on supporting uh, services so that they can provide in NHS settings for women who've got medical comorbidity. And we heard very eloquently from the floor from a number of people talking about the difficulties of doing that in a system where tariff um, is not uh, actually it doesn't really match cost um, around complex care and you've got these kind of perverse incentives around commissioning processes so it's it's really fantastic to have somebody like Nigel Aitchison to really demonstrating that, that there is now an understanding at that kind of level at NHS England level so that was very very heartening just want to close by by mentioning of course both of you patricia and tracy are were founding members of the british society of abortion care providers bsacp um, i'm sure that today's event was exciting and, and provides a, a few areas that that the society could be moving towards or, or playing a key role in is there anything particular patricia that you'd like to flag up so I think that the British Society has a real opportunity to feed into the upcoming NICE guideline on termination of pregnancy that we heard today will be published in December of 2019. <laughs> um, I mean, I think we have lots of expertise, obviously, amongst our membership, but also a real desire to influence documents like that to ensure that recommendations are being made to doctors and nurses and other people providing abortion care to ensure that services are extremely high quality. And I think there's a big piece of work that we could be doing around setting quality standards, advising on quality standards. And lastly, I think our presence, to be honest, and I'm hoping our growth, will raise the profile of this area of medical care. And I think we heard a number of times today that one of the things that's missing are mentors and role models for clinicians who are at the beginning of their career um, that want to encourage them to go into abortion care. And And I feel very strongly that BSACP, just by its existence, actually, um, and our very strong membership, will serve as a, as a role model, so to speak, for younger clinicians. And one of the stated aims of the society is to support its members professionally and also to tackle stigma. And Tracy, I'm sure that um, that's an area that we can do a lot in. Yes, as I've mentioned, uh, Edna talked about um, the impact of stigma on on women's um, emotional responses to abortion. But I think that stigma is actually quite uh, quite impactful, really, on the way in which providers uh, feel about the, what they say. So going back to where I started from, really, that the value of, of coming to, to meetings to actually network it's obviously lovely to do it face to face although networking can be done in all sorts of ways but um, it's grand to do it face to face and actually get that kind of support um, so that you realize you're not alone and that people can actually feel good and very positive about this excellent work of providing abortion care excellent so all in all an exciting and and very um, useful day that will lead a lot of things forward and i think the society will play a key part in that thank you very much um, tracy 
Masters and Patricia Law for talking to me. Thank you very much. Thank you.